What is going on, Boiler Nation? It's Thursday night. It's February 29th, 2024. Yes, February 29th. Leap it's year. leap day, leap year. It only comes Never, once yeah. every four years. My question to you, Webby, is first off, do you know anybody with a leap year birthday? Uh, Twitter told me it was Tyrese Halliburton's birthday today. That's the only. Uh, but in terms of my personal life, uh, no, I don't think I do. I think I graduated with a girl in high school that had a leap year birthday. And I, I was always curious, do leap year babies celebrate on February 28th or March 1st? I always, as I was, if I would have done I probably would just do February 28th. Yeah. Just keep it in the actual months. Keep it in the month, yeah. 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 Maybe it matters what time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't remember what she did. I, I want to say she celebrated hers in February, but I, I could be way wrong. But uh, anyways, happy leap year, happy leap day, whatever you want to call it to everybody out there. If you celebrate that sort of thing, um, cheers to you. Um want to give a big thanks to good friend of the podcast, Aaron Lynch, last week for filling in. For me and Andrew, since Andrew couldn't help with the podcast last week either. Thought you guys did a good job. Uh, very entertaining, like always. And it's always tough to talk about a loss, especially a loss of that caliber yeah. at Ohio State, which who's playing a lot better mm-hmm. uh, as of late. So, say so for you, I know you were in a, it wasn't, I guess when it, when it happened, it wasn't sunny, but you were in the sunshine state of Florida during the game. You said it was, it was kind of a crappy day. It was like 59 that day and rainy. Um, the whole time that week, it finally got into 70s towards the end of the week, but it was chilly for Florida standards last mm. week. But still, it was sunny most of the week, and sunny 65 hits better than a sunny 35, 45, whatever it may be yeah. up here. So, uh, But no, I, uh, I was at um, – my wife and I stayed at some of her relatives living out down in Florida, so we stayed with them, and I was on my best behavior. During the loss, which my wife was even like, you're putting on a show. You're acting. There's no way you'd be behaving like this at home. And I want to say, yeah, you're right. But I don't know. Yeah, it's as I'm sure for many people, the uh, watching Purdue, especially football games, I'm a little better. I think it's because football games, you know, are kind of slower paced and all that. But with basketball games, I there's probably a uh, I'd say probably less than 10 people I am comfortable watching a Purdue basketball game with. Um, one being like our our friend groups, or even though most of them aren't Purdue fans, just because at least they – Some of them I might, I might punch now. Yeah, yeah. Compared to five years ago. My <laughs> biggest problem is always like watching with people who like – and if you don't care what you do, I don't care. Like that's fine. Like you don't have to know. But it's just like it's the uh, – me trying to watch the game and I'm in it and then people are just talking. You know, they don't care about you, which is fine. But like don't talk to me. Um if you're not going to pay attention, because I just want to sit in my you know dark room with a with all the lights down um, and <laughs> watch the game and uh, stress out by myself. But there's like yeah, like our friend group, obviously my my parents, um, my wife puts up with it somehow. Um, she's learned. <laughs> um, yeah, no kidding. Um, but other than that, it's it's uh, it's tough. I had to watch the Texas Tech Sweet 16 game in 2018 with some people who didn't go to Purdue and didn't really care. I was just like, I wanted to sink into the couch as much as I possibly could because it was miserable. I I don't lie. I'm I'm getting right there with you. The older I get, yeah. uh, my my group's getting smaller and smaller to watch. Yeah. It. Just because I, it's not that. Oh, there's certain games I do act pretty bad. The Northwestern game this year, mm-hmm. even though we won, I acted pretty bad. I've already warned my wife that Saturday pretty animated just because of who we play the next yeah. next two games because of who we yeah. play Michigan yeah. State Illinois I, I might be a little yeah. fired up I'm gonna be I want to have the house to myself for the Michigan State game so 
um if you're on the north side of indy uh and you hear loud screaming it's probably <laughs> me um and then illinois game i'm gonna have to be i've got to go to missouri for a work thing and i'm gonna be around my boston co-worker who are huge illinois fans so i'm just like hoping mm. we got this thing wrapped up so i can just like just not really care or <laughs> i just act like i don't care on the outside and on the inside i'll be screaming yeah. and yeah. i'll go to my room and punch the wall but um but yeah that's a peacock game illinois it is yeah yeah oh. <clears throat> yep. Yep. But before we go any further i need to mention to everybody that we are part of big banter sports big banter sports network uh, pumped to be their Purdue affiliate for Purdue football and basketball. Um, Evan, a few weeks ago, joined their uh, Big Ten Huddle, which is their weekly podcast. I was invited last week, but being in Florida, I uh, politely declined. But look for me, hopefully, sometime in March. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm on there chatting up, whether it be football or basketball. I don't know which one I might appear, I might appear on. So uh, I know they're, thinking about do, um, I know they're thinking about doing during the tournament, I think having all the, the winners of the day hop on, which would be a cool okay. thing. So that would be nice. Hopefully, we're on there a few times. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So, uh, yeah, pumped pumped to be a part of their network and um, and uh, chatting up with all the other uh, – I don't know how many. I don't think they have the full four, full 18. Um, school mm-hmm. slate filled yet, but I think at least up to 15. I know USC's on board. They got the USC affiliate. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Oregon, Washington, or UCLA yet, but uh, they got time. They got time to get those guys in the mix. So mm-hmm. got to go a couple comments here. Uh, Dick here on YouTube earlier today said, boiler up. Boiler up, Dick, as always. Ray Davis on Facebook says he watches with his son, Brock. Yes. Uh, you remember playing against Brock in intramurals, Webby, in college? I do. Yeah, yes. I do. One of our many, many losses. <laughs> yeah, the question. I've had to think too hard if we lost that game or not because we oh. lost every game. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, our football, flag football record was a little better than our basketball. Oh yeah, just throwing that out there. Just throwing yeah. that out there. But you play hard though. That's, that's we, all that matters. Like your shirt says. Yeah. Play hard. Play yeah. hard. Get it at the shop there mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, which we'll talk more about that later. But uh, since we last recorded a podcast, or you, I should say, recorded a podcast, Boilers had a good week last week. Bounced mm-hmm. back with two wins, uh, took care of Rutgers at home, handily took care of Rutgers at home, and then went up to Ann Arbor, a game I was, for some reason, really worried about, probably just because oh, we dropped yeah. one in Columbus the week before, taking yeah. on uh, last place in the Big Ten Michigan, and took care of business in uh, what was kind of like Mackey North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really incredible showing uh, by Boiler Nation, which was really cool to to hear on TV of just realizing, like, because <laughs> I knew going into the game that there was a good contingent, like, just seeing stuff on Twitter and message boards and all that. But, yeah, when, like, some of those big shots happened, it was like, holy crap, <laughs> that sounds like it's a, you know, like a game at Mackey. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. But, yeah, that Michigan game, I was, I was worried about it just because, again, we had dropped Ohio State, similar situation, and, um, we hadn't played against uh, Doug McDaniel this year because he couldn't make the road trip uh, when they came to Mackey when we, I think, Purdue won by like 28 or 30. Um, and again, it's one of those things where it's they're a team that's got talent um, that just hasn't figured it out. And, you know, sometimes the right situation pops up where it all comes together and it's usually against, a, you know, a top five team when they come to their place. And um, they definitely get, they put up a good fight. Uh, it's just, you know, Purdue just warmed down and with Big Z and, um, it, it got a little tight there, but Purdue never really. I mean, they kind of just kind of kept them at arm's length the whole the whole second half, really. But yeah, yep. that, I mean, going back to Rutgers, that was that was that was the game because we you know Purdue had struggled 
for him for a couple of games. Um, even though they had won some, they didn't look great in all of them. And I was like, this is going to be the, you know, like, cause there's the, the whole thing. You know, people were freaking out of like, this is just like last year. And you know, the it's, it's the carbon copy, yada, yada. And I was like, if it, I wasn't panicking after the Ohio state loss, I was like I, I will, the Rutgers game is going to tell me a lot because one, it's a team that Purdue struggles against just in general, like even at up in Rutgers, like they're not a great team, but Purdue, you know, Purdue won, but it was, it was a tough game. Um, it's just a, you know, Pykele plays painter really, really well. Um, but I was like, if Purdue can take care of business, you know, and, and not saying Purdue had to blow them out, but like if Purdue, you know, as long as Purdue wasn't fighting for their life at the end, um, I would have been feeling pretty good compared to, you know, if they had lost or, you know, squeaked out a win, I'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe there's some cause for concern, but Man, I mean, was it the Ken Palm second rate defense and Purdue just just yeah. blew their doors off? Just took it to them. I mean, now scoring first half 52 33, then second half 44 35 for a total score of 96 68. And mm-hmm. that score is probably closer than the game really was, to be honest. Yeah. And, and you just mentioned, you know, Pykele has done a good job going up against Painter. And, and he has, but I think we can kind of put the narrative. That that Rutgers has Purdue's number to bed because Purdue's won three straight against them now. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, going back to the Big Ten because obviously they won in Mackey last year, but then we got them in the Big Ten tournament. Right. Yep. And then, yeah, obviously two times this year. Yep. Um, and they're and they're, they're having a down year, and obviously they uh, they lost Mawat Mag again, at least for the Purdue game they did, which was you know kind of what caused their their slide last year where they missed the tournament um, were with him. They were definitely a tournament team, but just the, he was a big piece of their defense. Um, but yeah, Purdue just, I mean, it started out, you know, they were hitting shots. Uh, Rutgers was anyways. It was kind of um, kind of going back and forth. Uh, there was the two <laughs> weak double te- or weak technicals um, where Rutgers got it first and then Cam Heidi, which completely forget to, uh, um, yeah, Ted Berge on here. Rutgers this year just can't shoot. They shot pretty well, at least in the first half. Against at least, uh, what was the the kid's name? I'm blanking on his name. Um, but he kind of hit some shots really early. Um, who was it? It was uh, Fernandes. Yeah, yeah, Fernandes. He kind of got hot early. Um, but you know, then in came Cam Heidi and yeah. what a game! Heidi game. He had. Yeah, it was. It was pretty awesome. Points, seven to seven shooting, four four from behind the arc. That'll do. Nineteen minutes. An incredibly athletic play that kind of got. I mean, I saw it making its rounds on the internet, but where he drove, jumped, and did a reverse layup. But when you actually rewatch it, he jumps like a foot outside the paint and then is still able to make it to underneath the basket to do a reverse. Very uh, Jordan esque, as the people were doing a side by side of one of Jordan's famous layups. But just, yeah, just some, some crazy athleticism. Uh, Ray Davis here with a good question on Facebook. I'm not sure of this off the top of my head, Webby, but he said, what Big Ten coach has the best record against Painter? I'd have to guess just because of longevity be Izzo. Just That's because, what I was I thinking. Mean, I mean, like, you probably have to go. I mean, I'm sure Mata had a really good record against Painter. Yeah, he did. Uh, Beeline definitely did. Um, I think it's probably current, Izzo. But. Current coach is just, yeah, just simply due to just how long. I mean, he's yeah. been around ever since Painter came in, so yes. – um, Purdue has won seven of the last ten against Michigan State. I, uh, I heard you say on a, the old Gold Show, part of the Field 68 Network, that Michigan State has not won in Mackey in a decade. We were college students. It was. I said, yeah. I was. I was like, dang, that was so long ago. And I was like, oh my god, we were in yeah. school. <laughs> I I remember that well because I missed that game. I had a statistics exam that night, um, it and I was 2014. Yeah, 13-14 yeah. season. 
there's a yeah. 14, but I remember I was more mad because I was going to miss bobblehead night and it was big dog Glenn Robson bobblehead night. But one of my roommates and his now wife got me the bobblehead anyways. It's right. Oh, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there was one year, I don't know if it was that same year, but I, I had an exam as well. And I remember walking over with our good buddy, Aaron Lynch. Um, we walked over after we sprinted. Cause it, like the, I think exam, it was that same year. Cause mine yeah, was later yeah, that night. Yeah, Cause our, no yeah, cause my exam ended like, right like probably like right after like right around tip off and we sprinted mm-hmm. with our backpacks I'm, I don't, I'm not sure how the hell we got into Mackie with our backpacks <laughs> but we sprinted to Mackie and watched us lose lost 94 79 that year Gary Harris was on that Michigan State team if that tells you how long ago it was yeah so. uh Ted Berkey's asking best as in most wins or best percentage I was, I'd say best probably best, uh, best to UCLA in the NCAA tournament yeah, probably, I think probably best percentage. Yeah. One percentage. Yeah. It's got, I would say it's got to be a so. Yeah, I would think so too. I would think so too. Going back to the Rutgers game, uh, besides Cameron Heidi stealing the show, Zach Eady doing what Zach Eady does. <laughs> Only 27 minutes of play since the game was out of reach. Zach yeah. had 25 points, seven or eight from the field, 11 for 11 from the free throw line. No double did, no, no double, um, Double double, double yeah. Yeah. for a big Z. He only had seven rebounds that night, off night on the boards. Um, <laughs> other guys who were in double digit scoring, Lance Jones, 17 points, seven for 14, shooting three from eight from behind the arc. Braden Smith, uh, 13 points, five for 10 from the field, and one for two from behind the arc. He also had seven rebounds and five assists. Uh, yeah, nobody else got numbers. double digits, yeah. but Mason Gillis had nine points off the bench, three for five shooting, all of those on three pointers. Ted Berkey, yeah, that makes a good point. <laughs> he blurs hundred percent. You're right. It's true. That is true. You're right, yeah. and he will probably end hundred yeah. percent. Even though he's doing a great job, uh, I don't yeah. think he'll end up getting the job. But let me check the score. Last time I looked, they were beating Nebraska late in a tight one. It is. Oh, they extended it. Ohio State's up 10 with a minute 11 left. Nebraska's got to play themselves out of the NCAA tournament because they can't win on the road. Well, they can, just only in one location, and that's uh, <laughs> Bloomington. Good point. <laughs> They'll probably make the tournament, but my goodness, you need yeah. to win a road game once in a while. And yeah. There's no way John Beeline the other day. Oh, the other oh night, my God. Compared him to his 2018 Michigan team that was national runner-up. No. Because yeah. if you can't win away from your home court, you're not going neutral games. So. They have one opportunity left, and it's the last game of the season, and it's at Michigan. So well, they better take, take <laughs> yeah. advantage of that one. Because if you lose that one, you might be on. Yeah, the you road. might. Yeah, you might. Yeah. But overall, it's just nice to see Purdue take care of business the Rutgers and. Um, really the, only, uh, the only like kind of downside again was another it was a struggle game for Fletcher Lawyer. Um, yes. Two points came from the free throw line. Oh, I mean, he only took two shots, uh, right. both threes. Um, he did have he did have five assists, so he, he was able to impact the game outside right. of scoring. Um, he did have a steal. Uh, Trey only had two points. He only played 16 minutes, though, probably due to uh, Cam Heidi and Mason Gillis. I mean, Mason Gillis was three of five from three. Um, so yeah, it was just a, it was nice to see someone from the bench outside of Mason Gillis contribute because that's kind of been the theme. You know, the last handful of games of the only person who scores out of the bench is is Mason. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to see. And the, the cool thing and what Payne talked about after the game was with Cam. It was you know it's easy for a guy who hasn't doesn't play that much and you know maybe hits his first shot or two for them just to start 
chucking or doing things mm-hmm. outside themselves. And he, he never did anything outside. There was just like, Oh, that's a, that was, he's lucky to make that. Or it was a, um, you know, outside he would, he never played outside the system. So it helps also. He's been, he's been in the, on the team already for a whole year, registering last year, but man, he was, he was awesome to watch. Uh, Ray Davis says on Facebook here, Izzo's 14 and nine against Painter. Wow. Yeah, that would, that would be it. That's crazy yeah. to think Painter won seven the last 10 matchups. Against yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and it was nice to see Miles Colvin come in and get five points yeah. and five minutes of action. Um, he's not afraid to shoot it when he gets in, no. so he, he can fill it up in a hurry. That's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. Because because I'm sure this year has been tough on his him mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he knows, you know, it's there's a huge end goal in, in sight. Um, mm-hmm. Because you know, even when you show what you can do in little minutes, there turns around at Michigan doesn't get any any minutes. Yeah. So it's just it, it's got to be hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a good problem to have this much talent, yeah. this, this much depth, but it's it's got to be tough um, because oh, you yeah. can't make everybody happy. Yeah, it's, it's a game to game long, situations too. Yeah, game to game, it's it's playing the long game of you know knowing after this year there's going to be a ton of shots that are going to be available um, with Ed leaving. So yeah, I mean yeah, it's a fortunate because I mean he was you know, obviously coming pretty hyped. It's also just his bloodline too helps with that, but yeah, it's. I think also too, I mean, part of it too is just, you know, he's got to be able to play defense and that seems to be an area that could be lacking. And it's not like we're, you know, desperate to play someone right. like him right now, thankfully. Right. Um, so like I said, it's, it's a, it's a good problem to have. And often it's not even, not even an indictment on the player, but just more of like someone else is playing better. Yep. So. Yep. But you just got to, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to try to speak into existence or worry about it too much since it's only February 29th, but you just got to hope with the world of NIL and the portal and everything that, players yeah. can look in the future and, and, and see their opportunity. Absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so the game up at Ann Arbor. Purdue took care of business against the last place team in the Big Ten, the Michigan Wolverines, by a score 84-76. to 76. Zach Eady was the headline getter in this game, like he has been so often the last two years. 35 points, 15 rebounds, and 38 minutes of play. 14 for 18 from the field, 7 for 11 from the free throw line. Just flexing his dominance, showing his dominance once again. Why he's going to be the uh, national player of the year for the second consecutive year. Yeah, um, I mean it was just. Uh, I mean, Michigan kind of came in. Obviously, they lost one of their bigger guys. I, I'm blanking. I, I couldn't say his name, anyways. Uh, yeah, was yeah. Announced. Um, so they went into it kind of short, shorthanded at, at the big man position and. Um, I mean, right away he got Terrace Reed with two quick fouls, and then Shedder came in and just <laughs> that was, yeah, was felt bad for the kid. He was just dying by the end of the first half. Um, it's uh, yeah, it was just it, probably nothing more apparent. I haven't, I haven't seen a game like that where it's just like just the toll that Edie takes on people. Yeah. It was no, never more apparent than that game, just because they what just happened had, when you got him one on one. Yeah, they had to. I mean, they had to keep Shutter in there because they didn't have anybody else to throw at him. And this that Jackson, kid, okay, man, he, he had four fouls himself. So I mean, yeah. they, they just could not get yeah. out the bodies. Yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's just man. The big dog ate. <laughs> was yes, he, did. he was awesome. Showed some emotion. Um, other guys in double figures. There's only one, no, two others. Uh, Lance Jones, 15 points, six for 12 shooting, three for seven from behind the arc. Braden Smith, 11 points, three for 14 shooting, one for five from behind the arc. So not his best game shooting, but he had 11 assists, eight rebounds. Oh, so close to that triple double that he's been knocking yep. on the door quite a few times on. 
of the season. Other guys scoring Trey Kaufman rim four points, but he had three rebounds. Fletcher Lawyer, nine points. Nice to see him finally hit some shots in the second half. Mm-hmm. And he hit another three that didn't count due to a foul. Yeah. Three for eight, shooting one for five from behind the arc. But as Matt Painter said on his podcast with uh, John Rosting on Monday, shooters keep shooting and he's due to make a lot coming up. Mm-hmm. So got to hope that's true. We didn't see it at this point last year, but got to hope with another year experience that that will happen. Camden Heidi, two points off the bench. Caleb first zero. Mason Gillis, eight points, including uh, two for huge five from behind three. the arc. Yes. Huge three with two minutes to go. Yeah. He missed some bunnies. He was three for nine he for did, the game. Yeah. Ethan Morton, zero points. Um, Caleb first there, zero points. He only got two minutes of action. Ray Davis asked here on Facebook, what is Caleb first role going forward? I guess, if you mean, I, Ray, you can clarify, but I assume you mean like going forward in the next year, I would think. Um, I mean, I think he's your starting five, at least uh, at least going into the year, just I simply agree. from experience. Um, I think he he will do a lot better in a in a more expanded role. It's it's tough for these guys to come in, you know, cold play for two minute, three minute stretches, and then come back out. It's really hard to do much of anything. I thought he's done a good job this year of bringing the energy, playing hard. I mean, yeah, he's you know missed some shots, um, but I thought he's rebounded pretty decently. Um, but I think yeah, he's your he's your I think five he's the got- jumper on the team. Well, besides Camden Heidi. I guess I should. Yeah, yeah. He, the, I, mean, I think Caleb is the best jumper besides him. Six ten, six eleven. He's got some really good athleticism. I think. Yeah, I think he'd be a great um, pick and pop guy um, yes. for next year. Um, obviously, we've got um, you got, got Wilberg. You've got you know Daniel Jason coming in who may or may not redshirt. You know, depending on the need. Um, but I think Tyler, yeah, him at the Burgess. Front, yeah, I, well, I think Raleigh. I think Raleigh's kind of a. He's more of a. I think he's a Caleb 2.0 in a way. Like he kind of yeah. like he seems to play that kind of fit that role of like high energy guy can can't has the ability. To, he might be a little better shooter than Caleb. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but I think I think I, mean, I think you're starting four and five is Trey at the four and Caleb at the five. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, obviously Trey will probably be more of a. I think actually Trey will even more, be more post heavy, but you can yes. use Caleb in the pick and pop and pick and roll. So I think that's going to be. Where he, I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I, I like Caleb a lot. I think he brings got a great attitude, um, great energy for the team. But I think yeah, he just he, he's one of those guys who just needs a little bit more expanded role, which you're not going to get when you've got Zach Eady with the conditioning of a god at, at that size and being able to yeah. play thirty some minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't talk about that enough. I don't think is the condition level Eady's in. Um, it's insane. It's absolutely know, insane. You know, and I th- I kind of compare it to the Joker in the NBA. Um, I finally heard Draymond Green of all people give him props the other night, saying how much <laughs> of a freak athlete conditioning wise Joker's in. Which because you look at the Joker and he's like, you know, he's, he just he's looks got, like he's flabby, he's but pud- he's, he's he's pudgy. He looks pudgy, and he's like, he looks yeah. like he's just the guy at the Y. If you didn't know he was, you know, seven foot or whatever, it's like he's just the guy who, you know, just you know, probably goes a little beer before the game and all that, but then he gets out there and just absolutely works you. He runs like um, a deer for a guy his size. Yeah, and Zach, like, he's not, he's not the fastest guy, but the fact that no, he just plays, I mean, he played, I mean, at Michigan, what, he played 38, 38 minutes, minutes. 38 minutes, and didn't look tired. <laughs> like, it's insane. Nope. I don't understand. Yeah. Still doesn't get enough credit for his defensive ability, in my opinion. That's, no. I think he's taking a huge step this year compared to last year. I mean, a couple times he got switched on to Doug, and I was like, I wasn't all that worried. No. Like, he doesn't I mean, block shots like Matt Harms used to, or even Isaac no. Hoff to an extent, but 
he 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 alter shots more than those guys. Do. Oh yeah, and just I mean, it's also just and I know Cobra Stats has said this before, but just like the impact he has on just teams trying to go to the rim. Like I think it's I mean at one point I know this year it was like it was when Edie was in the game versus out of the game, people were taking their sh- shots at the rim ten percent higher when he was out of the game versus when he was in the game. They just they're not going to go because they know that you got a seven four mountain waiting for yes. you. Yes. So let, let's talk about Edie a little more. I mean, he's got to win National Player of the Year for the second second year. Knock on wood, yeah. yeah. Ralph Sampson did it uh, three years in a row back mm-hmm. in the uh, back in the eighties um, or seventies, seventies, eighties, I think. Um, but I, look, I, I talked about this with Aaron last week, and I completely forgot already. I think it's eighties. Um, but there's a narrative out there on 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 X, formerly known as Twitter from a certain fan base that we've had pleasant or not so pleasant run-ins with in the past, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the music city bowl, um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, Purdue won, but asking guys like Paul Feinbaum, they'll have a different, different take on the game. Yeah. That is the university of Tennessee fan base mm-hmm. is really trying to make their stud player. Um, um, Colec, connect. Co- Don, connect, 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 yeah. connect. Um, thank you. Uh, they're trying to make a case that he's national player of the year, which he's a great player, but I don't think there's any case over that. No, I mean, looking at like the top contenders for player of the year, I think there's a pretty big gap between Edie in the second place. I'm not sure who you put. I mean, you can honestly make a case that Terrence Shannon's probably playing like second best player in the country right now. Um, for the most part, Helps when you get talk about friendly whistle, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. If we want to talk about that, yeah. I've, I'm pretty sure I watched the game last night, and every time he drove the ball, he got to the line. Um, R.J. Davis for Carolina has been playing incredible basketball this year. Hunter Dickinson, he's been oh, – He's met. such a punk. He's he such is. a punk. Um, but he's he's putting up good numbers as he does. He is. He's and also, player. don't connect. I mean, don't connect put up, what, 39 last night against Auburn. Yeah, um, fill it up. We've seen him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's probably he's probably the best wing player um, in college, which is crazy. He was playing at Northern Colorado last year. I think he was second team all conference last year, which is insane. Thank God he didn't go to Indiana because supposedly he at least at least he talked to him at least. But uh, Tennessee dropped the bag as they tend to do. Um, Probably in McDonald's bag. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, he is an incredible player. He'll probably he could be a top five pick. He's probably. He might be the best college prospect coming out. Um, I'm not sure about the guys like in G League Ignite and all that kind of stuff. I don't really pay attention to that, but Europe. um yeah, Europe as well. Um, but when you look at like just I mean, like again, like I know Andrew did this in our group chat last night, and like 39 points is incredible. He had two rebounds and no assists. Like yeah. he's just, he's a great score, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. you look at like national player of the year, it's more than just scoring. Um, and there was a, a tweet that went out, um, so that was great. Um Ohio State won uh, by nine, by the way. Um, so, oh. yeah, it was a uh, at Edie Muse uh, tweet. It was since certain fan bases like to say Edie isn't player of the year. Let's look at season stats for the top four. You got Edie, who is averaging 23, almost just under 24 points a game, just under 12 rebounds a game, just under two blocks. Um, what else here? Um, or maybe it's assists, blocks, and like less than one steal. Um Dalton connects averaging just under 21 points, just just about five rebounds, uh, two assists. Uh, what is that? One block um, and less than one steal. RJ Davis, 21.7 points, four assists, less than four assists, less or sorry, less than three rebounds, less than four rebounds, less than four assists. Uh, no, like essentially no blocks, uh, one steal a game. And Hunter Dickinson, 18 10, 
So he's only a guy averaging a double-double, um, two, one, and one. Um, so when you look at and then Captain Boiler on Twitter said in the five major statistical categories, there's only one player who's in the country who's top five and more than one. And guess who that is, Tanner? Big Z. Yeah, Big Z. So, I mean, there's obviously a lot of great players out there, but yeah, it's when it comes to like the major categories, Z is just yeah. about as well-rounded as you can be. I truly think maybe I'll be wrong here, but I think Zach's going to be a first round pick in the NBA draft. And he must think so because breaking news this week, big news, which wasn't <laughs> really that big, John. Uh, yeah. Zach Eady is not coming back next year to Purdue, which he yeah. could have came back for a, a fifth year if he wanted to with the COVID rules, but he is not coming back. He's going to pursue the NBA, which can't blame the big man. Um, no, but not he, at all. If, if, he did, if he did come back, my goodness, the bag he would have got. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, like, he looks like Dalton Connect is going back to him. Uh, Braden Smith is averaging more rebounds than him, and Braden is six inches shorter, yep. so it's just like the will again, and want to, to go get yeah, it. Gr- a great score, a great, I mean, he's gonna have probably a better pro career, like more yep. than likely, he's gonna get drafted higher. Um, but when you look at overall player of the year, which is what the player of the year award is for, um, it's no contest, it's yep. it's Zach Eady, and it's yep. insane to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, 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 you know, I was going to make the argument for improvement from one year to the next, staying on the same team, yada, yada, yada. But then devil's advocate could come against me. Well, this dude played Northern Colorado and then upped his game against better competition the next year. Yep. So I could lose that argument, I guess, if I made that. Yeah. But. I mean, you can argue that he may even be the best player in the SEC with like uh, Sears from Alabama. I mean, yep. he puts up stupid numbers too. Again, it's all scoring. But um, if you want to get in that argument, but. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of great players out there, but there's one that stands head and shoulders, you know, literally and figuratively. Above and see fans, if they want to bring March into the uh, March Madness into the conversation, which it doesn't matter, March Madness doesn't matter for yeah. um, later of the year stuff. Later it probably year. should, but it doesn't. Um, yeah. But if they even if they wanted to, Rick Barnes hadn't got it done at Tennessee no. in March. So Tennessee's never made a Final Four. Yep. Which is crazy to think about. And Rick Martin's made one. He made it in Texas in 03. Texas, yeah. We, yeah. we lost to them. We've talked about that on past podcasts. We lost to them in the second round that year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, he hasn't really had the double-digit seed upsets as often, but he, he hasn't got done in March either. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ray here on Facebook. On a side note, your thoughts are player of players breaking records because of their – COVID year using their COVID yeah. year. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty fascinating conversation. Um, I mean, case in point, boo booey. I mean, case in point, boo booey. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I mean, it is what it is. They put the rule yeah. in place, so you got you got a, a record's a record, but no, yeah. I, I, I do kind of. I mean, when you're seeing guys play six, seven years, it's, it's yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, you see it in all forms. I mean, like NFL, yeah. you have not, and there's more games now, so there's more opportunities for these Good guys point. to, to do that, or even just like, um, you know, guys breaking passing records. It's like, well, I mean, in today's game, it's much different yeah. than it was even 20 years ago in yeah. terms of that. Um, you know, three point shooting. I mean, when yeah. when when uh, Steph broke that broke Reggie's record or Ray Allen's record, sorry. Uh, who broke Reggie's record? Like it's yeah. just the game is the game is completely different. But it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, like especially because like COVID. I mean, the the one thing you can make about an argument with COVID is it's such a finite number of years. Like there's not. It's like it's not like it's going to happen forever where people are going to be able to play six. Yeah, thank like, goodness it's almost yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it, you know, 
20 years later like we're not gonna really think about it i mean i mean you can look at it too like with i mean even you can make the case even though it's not gonna be a COVID year but like zach versus rick mount if zach were to break rick mount's scoring record it's like you know like well you know zach wasn't taken you know he did that but he played four years rick mount did it in three without um, three-point line yeah which there's only exactly done that once so far but yeah it's just like <laughs> it's they're all incredible like the fact people are able to do it and i mean yeah it's it's insane i mean and i and i understand why people compare and contrast you know uh sports legends or you know mm-hmm. the the conversation for who's produced best basketball player ever because it, it makes for great conversation it makes for good content oh, yeah. for a podcast like this but it's so hard to do like you said because the evolution of sports rules how the game's played football basketball whatever it just changes yeah. over time but we're always gonna have those conversations no matter what so I just thought of this because I, I, when I was last week, when I helped on your other podcast with our good friend Josh, mm-hmm. um, he asked me a question, um, which I was a really good question. If you could take any former Purdue player and put them on this team outside of maybe like the obvious, like first team all Big Ten and first team all Americans, who would you pick mm-hmm. to put on this team? Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for this question tonight. Um, good. So, okay. So I, I can't say. I can't say Biggie. I can't say Jawan. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or, or Jaden, or even yeah, yeah. Robbie, like, yeah. Um, hmm. They don't need a Lewis Jackson or speed like that. They kind of yeah. got that in Braden. Don't mm-hmm. really need a Keaton Grant, even though I like to say Keaton Grant a lot of times because I think Lance Jones is kind of Keaton Grant like. Yeah, uh, maybe, I agree. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he has more of a trigger than Keaton, but Ray's got the answer. That's exactly who I was thinking, Chris. But the scary thing with Chris to me on this year's team was with the rules of how basketball's played now. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that is true. He'd be as aggressive as he was, or he'd foul out pretty fast. Yeah. But no, I was thinking I was getting there. I was thinking Yeah, Kramer, just because you can have that, you know, the if there's one a huge Achilles heel to this team, it's you know, going up against a team with a really good dynamic guard. We've seen it with Boo Booey. Um you know, we've seen it in the past, like with Jalen Hood, Shafino, and like being able to have someone who's that shut down, like put them on them. It's going to like, we're going to at least like, maybe not, you know, shut them down completely, but at least like make them maybe less efficient. Like that's, I think Kramer's the guy. I got a good one. Who's good at offense and defense? David Teague. Ooh. Cause he can, he can shoot the rock. That's that three position too. Yeah. Ooh, man. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Cause He's I was trying long. to think. I would have loved that's Landry, but one. Landry was the first team Big Ten because yeah. Landry's a horse at six seven. I think about enough. David. Yeah, yeah, I think David Teague might be my guy because he Ooh, he was a pretty a good, good defender one. and he he could shoot. Yeah, so, I forgot how good of a defender he was. He was. Yeah. He was very underrated defender. So yeah, I'm gonna go with go go with Damn. David a little over Chris Kramer. Now that I think yeah. about it. either I take either one of those guys. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a hell of a question. That's a glad you brought that up because that's that's a good question. Did you ask him? Same thing for Illinois by chance. Yeah, it was Chester Fraser for the exact same reason ah, I picked Kramer. Is that, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He, he loves to talk about Chester Fraser. But yeah, it was yeah. Which was Chester was still easy. an assistant coach for Illinois? I yeah, believe. yeah. Because it was like, I think Boo Boo was a great example of like Boo Boo did yeah. nothing against Illinois when Chester was there, and as soon as Chester left, he lit him up. <laughs> it's, tr- it's crazy he was playing against Chester Fraser. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, man. No, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, Purdue's got a chance to do something fun on Saturday. Oh, Ray's got another good one. Ray Davis, Ray Davis. yeah. Yep. Yeah, especially yep. like senior Ray Davis. Like yes. We could actually shoot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Maybe a little bit more. He's a, he's closer to the rules nowadays. So that's actually that's a really True. good one. I didn't think about I didn't think about Ray. I just love Chris Kramer. So yeah, yeah. He's I probably still gotta go with him as my favorite boiler of all time. Even though I gotta tell you, Mason Gillis is climbing, he's yeah. climbing pretty fast for me. I, I yeah, I know he's probably not gonna be a boiler next year. I'm, I'm afraid if he wants to play another year of basketball, I think it'll be somewhere else. But mm-hmm. man, I I wish he could come back and Purdue could find a way to keep him one more year because he's a boiler, yeah. he's a definition of a boilermaker. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, I feel that way with like I mean, I've, I've said like at times that Jaden, I think, might be my favorite, but I think. I, it's Robbie for me. It's always yeah. Robbie. Yeah. I think Jaden's right there, and then Zach mm-hmm. is Zach is making a hell of a case. <laughs> this team's got a lot of likable dudes. Yeah. That's, what's, that's what's fun. Um, speaking of fun, Purdue's got something uh, opportunity to do something real fun Saturday night, and that's with a win over Michigan State, they can clinch at least a share of their 26th Big Ten title, Big Ten record, 26th Big Ten title, which. I, I could hear a lot of fans out there. Oh, who cares about Big Ten championships? Well, they still mean a lot. You yep. still—that's got to be one of your team's first goals because if you win your conference championship, you're going to be a pretty good seed in the NCAA tournament, which gives you more yep. advantage to go Final Four, national championship, what have you. Um, so I still think conference championships are yeah. relevant and meaningful. Um, I've always kind of thought maybe the con- the tournament championships maybe aren't as much, but. They're still nice to win, but maybe they're not. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time there's a championship to win, you go win it. Yeah, um, yeah I think, that, I mean, it, maybe it's because Purdue just hasn't done well in the Big Ten tournament for the most part since its existence. Um, but I also just feel like it hasn't really helped. Like, outside of a couple years, like, I, I mean, 07 or 06, 07 was a year that we needed to win, yes. beat Iowa, yes. um, lost Ohio State. Like, yep. that. I, I think it, it's helpful for more of those teams that are playing now on Thursday. I agree. Um, like if you're on Friday, like you're probably more than likely you're in the turn. I would, God, I hope. yeah. If you get double buy in the Big Ten, you're yeah, you're, you're in. Um, unless which, like who has done every year except yeah. the bubble the the year they got canceled to COVID year. They yeah. weren't. They were I mean, unless you're like you're the four seed, you beat the one, and then you beat the two. Like yeah. maybe that can bump you up a line, maybe. Yeah. But like we've seen like in the past where Purdue, you know, winning that it was like a prediction as a four seed, you know, won the tournament. And as a four seater, you know, yeah. lost the ginger game, stayed a four seed, stayed a three mm-hmm. seed. Like, you know, maybe it bumps you up like a little bit in that seed line. Maybe I don't know, but like it just yeah, something hasn't really hurt or helped Purdue um, all that much. Um, and it's always well, like, the, big, the, the Big Ten's the last game right before the the selection too. Right. So by yeah, that so time they probably already yeah. have their mind made up. Which I sometimes wish the Big Ten would be like Saturday night or earlier on Sunday. But I also like the whole country watching. The Big yeah. Ten game heading into the selection shows. Yeah. I think, and I, someone I saw the thing last year where they said that they should make the like the mid-major conferences, the ones that like the one bid league. They should make those because, like, can you imagine like watching? I mean, the Missouri Valley, like watching like Indiana State trying to you know because if they don't win their tournament, they may not get in this right. year because they've had some you know questionable losses. Like, you know they win their end go in the selection Sunday. Like that'd be incredible. Like that'd that be would really be, cool that'd be good TV. because, because yeah. they're now, they're going to be, you know, they're a lot of those are going to be starting next week when, you know, big 10, a lot of the conferences are still in their conference play. Um, but that'd be pretty cool. But it's TV's not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. But, uh, but Purdue hosts the Spartans Saturday night, eight o'clock Fox 
national television game. Uh, only game this week for both teams. So both teams have had the yep. week off and rest and prepare, which always makes it interesting. Uh, like I said, since uh, February in, uh, in, in 1999, uh, Purdue has 19 wins, 26 losses against the Spartans. But in the last 10 games, Purdue has won seven of them. Purdue has won the last. Let's count them here. One, two, three, four, so the last loss? five, six games at Mackey. Um, the last six have been won by Purdue. You got to go back to Thursday, February 20th, 2014 for Michigan State's last win in Mackey. Purdue's last loss to Michigan State overall was Saturday, February 26, 2022. Uh, 68-65 loss up in East Lansing. 20, okay. Yeah, it was just a close game. And then then yeah. the la- the loss prior to that, uh, not prior was that to that. One of those, was that was that, I mean, that was a stretch where Purdue kept losing by like last second threes. Was that that was one of those? Yeah, I, mean, I think I was I think I was at home with my, watching with my dad. Miles Bridges hit one against Purdue February tenth, two thousand eighteen. I was watching uh, that with Andrew at his apartment. <laughs> but yeah. then um, two thousand eighteen nineteen team, um, Purdue got whooped seventy seven fifty nine up in East Lansing. Uh, yeah. I think Carson had an awful game that game, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was that was January 8th. So that was in the stretch where I was hating that team. And then that team got hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then that team that got was before hot. before we figured it out, yeah. They would go on and beat Purdue later later in the month, January 27th, 73-63. And that really got Purdue going on this run that they've been on against East Lance. I mean, even in the year Purdue struggled, the 2019-2020 season, Purdue beat Michigan State at home 71-42. Whooped them. Whooped them. Yeah, I, I was at that game. Yeah, that was – yeah, that was – yeah. Ray was at the 2014 game. Yeah, I know I was, unfortunately. Um, you remember the uh, 20 – it would have been January 8, 2021 game up at East Lansing. I don't remember this game. Purdue, Purdue won 55-54. Yes, because it was COVID year, so like there's no one there. Travion hit a shot, like That's okay, at, yeah. like because I was with yeah. my it was a Friday night because I was with my because we have a thing where we'd like to go to a local or a restaurant or Mexican restaurant close to our house every Friday. Typically, we haven't done in a while, but we were we were there, and she put the game on on her phone for me because I kept checking my phone. And I, I was when, like when Travion hit it, I was trying to like because I because that was the year I was just like you know who cares like I'm just happy we have basketball like we didn't know what this team was going to be because they were so young and then like that game went to the wire and I was like holy you know holy crap we like I was trying not to make a scene at this I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that game and then last trip to East Lansing for Purdue since they didn't go there this year so Martin Luther King Day last year 2023 uh, Zach Eady hit one at the end yep. of 64 63 beautiful pass by Fletcher to set yep. that late like that was kind of like when it was just like okay Zach is he is like, I mean, he, he's already kind of safe, but like when he did that, I was like, okay, this kid is on a tear. But you got to go clear back to the uh, 2014 15 season. Purdue only played Michigan State once. It was up in East Lansing, Michigan State won by six. That was the last year Purdue didn't beat Michigan State at all. So. Oh, wow. Because even when we lost at Michigan State in 21 22 by three points, we faced them later in the Big Ten tournament in Indy in one seventy five seventy. So mm-hmm. so yeah, you gotta go back ways for to find a year that Purdue did not beat Michigan State at all. So yeah. Um you can argue at least you, <laughs> you can yeah, argue yeah. that this has been on par with the IE Purdue rivalry. For if not time. bigger, just just, mm-hmm. just because of the stakes within the conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean like um 
I know this game is usually like again one A one B at Mackey. Like the game, yep. like if you're gonna go to one game, it's either yep. Indiana, Michigan State. I think for last year, I mean, especially before last two years when Indiana before Indiana beat us, um, it was like that was kind of the game to go to because you know that was mm-hmm. gonna be probably the biggest test. Um, it was probably gonna be for you know a top spot in the Big Ten, if not the Big Ten championship. Um, it's always really fun to yell at Izzo um, because oh, he's yeah. gonna be on the court. Um, he's gonna be stomping his little feet. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it, I would, yeah, definitely. It's one of those teams where it's like, and you can, you know, Michigan State is a whole university with stuff that's happened off the court, off the field. Like, there's some stuff that makes you kind of almost makes me hate them more than Indiana, just because of what they've done to people. Like, you know, Indiana just it's a sports thing. That's really all it ever is. Um, but with Michigan State, it's like it's you know, it's personal in the way of like, you know, you're ruining people's lives in certain things. Um, so it's always easier to hate them. Um, and just Izzo's making stupid comments at certain things. Um, yeah, it's actually funny because I, um, my dad has season tickets and, uh, he has two. So usually it's, you know, a rotation between me, my sister, his wife, and other people, you know, going to games. And I remember I was like, I told my dad, I was like, you know, if any game, if I can go to any game before the end of the year, I wanted to be Wisconsin senior day, last time seeing Edie, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Michigan state sucks. It's not going to matter. I was like, we're going to have the big 10 wrapped up by then. And I'm like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm not going this Saturday. Yeah. Um, Especially with the t-shirt drop with the yeah, yeah, the incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool one. Um, they're play hard in the, in the sands. Like, yeah, really they, cool they, they, they did it smart this year, but yeah, that's going to be, it's, I mean, I know Michigan state's not the team that they're like, they're predicted to be at the start of the year. Um, but man, that I mean, Big Ten title on the line that Mackey's going to be. Well, there's tickets first. available. I got it right here on StubHub. Yeah, for like oh, 250 bucks. <laughs> hey, lower than that. The lowest ticket oh, really? right okay. now. There's there's for two to four tickets as of right now. There's there's for two to four. There's one at 183. Okay. And there's a single available for 196. Then it's up to okay. 200 for everything. Yeah, else. I was looking at SeatGeek since that's the yep. partner with Purdue. But yeah, I looked the other day and it was like. 220 230 was like the cheapest um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome yeah oh it's gonna be rocking like i said fox and i it'll be gus johnson probably jim jackson they're not my favorites but i i got through it against indiana i mean they were yeah they weren't too bad it i i think it helps now that purdue's been so good to gus is kind of liking him more than he used to yeah and it, and i mean a win a pretty wins a, a, you know clinches but if yeah. purdue could go into the game already clinched if uh Wisconsin, who is on a absolute free fall, no parachute. Um, they host Illinois on Saturday at like yep. what, one, one, two o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So Purdue could go into that game already having the title in hand, right. but could win it outright if they, which again, if that's the case, like that's going to turn Mackey up to 11. Like it's going to yeah. be. Oh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be cranked up anyways. It was cranked up for that yeah. Indiana game. Yeah. Uh, it cranked up something about Saturday night game. It's, they don't happen too often. So, no. Um, but it'll, it'll be hopping. Mich- and I know, you know, a lot of Purdue fans out there, oh, God, here comes Michigan State because they're going to be desperate, which they probably will be desperate because they need it. Yeah. But it's got to be, be in the mentality as a Purdue fan. You can't, can't be scared of anybody. This team can beat anybody if they take care of the ball. And Michigan State at home, you got to take care of business. I do wonder with this because this Michigan State team is. Unlike probably any, you know, what what we're used to as Michigan State teams, they don't have a dominant big. Um, I mean, Tyson Walker, you know, if there's any cause for concern, it's it's Tyson Walker yeah. going off. Um, but I mean, I like, I mean, outside of him, like, you know, you can make case because he's a scoring guard, you know, compared to Braden. But like outside outside of him, I feel like Purdue's got a 
better better guy at every other position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last couple of times they've played Edie, they've single coverage them. If that's the case, he's going to, you know, hopefully go for 40. Um, I do yeah, I want wonder, I want to see him get that 40 burger. Yeah. Um I w- I do wonder because their last thing against Ohio State, which they lost, they did start Xavier Booker, product yes. of Indy. Um, who hasn't really played a whole lot this year, you know, came in as a five-star, you know, big stretch five, um, can can stretch the floor. I do wonder if maybe, because he didn't play down the stretch against Ohio State, you know, he started mm-hmm. off the game pretty good um, for them, but then Izzo took him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do wonder if maybe they, you know, they have a week of practice to figure it out. I do wonder if maybe he does start him again and just, just, to, give, just to give Tyson some space and, you know, force Edie, because, I mean, they probably, they'll play – you know, more than like, I think, I think Malik Hall plays the four, mm-hmm. which, you know, sometimes, you know, when they've got a stretch five, you can shoot, you, they'll switch Trey and Edie, but you can't really put Edie on Malik Hall. It's, it's worse than probably playing him on Booker. Um, but we'll see. But I mean, if, if Booker has to guard Edie, Edie's going to <laughs> eat his lunch. Um, yeah, he might get fouls quick. So, yeah. So that's the Mets kind of, yeah. It'll be interesting to see the battle of attrition that happens in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, Izzo's a hell of a coach. Um, he uh, he's definitely he's he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Big Ten coaches all time. He can't. Oh, he can't. 100%. No, he yeah, can't absolutely. He's not. Um, yeah. But do you think Tom's losing it a little bit? I think he's just too stubborn. Um, I mean, he's like you said, he's a Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame coach oh, already. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, on the Mount Rushmore of you know Big Ten coaches, he's probably number two Big Ten coach of all time, probably. Yeah, 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 probably. Um, and I do wonder, you know, because like, cause he's a, it's weird because like he's the guy, you know, he hates the transfer portal. Yes. But Tyson Walker is a transfer. Uh, Joey Hauser last year, who, you know, helped that team out a lot, was a transfer. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to see that. I mean, he has a, I know coming into the year, they, they brought in a ton of talent on the freshman class. And I know like there's some things like with Jeremiah Fears and, you know, and his unfortunate situation where he, you know, had a gunshot wound over Christmas break. Like he hasn't been able to play this whole second half of the season. Um, Cohen Carr is an absolute athletic freak. Um, outside of that, I'm not sure what all he does. I haven't really watched a ton of Michigan State. Um, Xavier Booker has been, you know, has had a lot of DNPs, coaches' decisions throughout this year. Um, so that that freshman class hasn't hasn't really lived up to what you know, people were hoping they would be. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because they, they do lose a lot. Um, after this year. So like if Izzo, assuming he comes back, you know, maybe he may, does he retire? Does all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I mean, he'll have to, he'll have to go to the transfer portal. And like, and that's a, that's a team that can, they've got the NIL. I mean, they're what the, the son's owner is a Michigan state alum and booster. So it's like, they're going to have plenty to offer. So there's, this is the prestige of that, you know, you know, that of the basketball school for sure. Um, so they can definitely get town if they want in the portal. It's just a matter of if, if Izzo's, uh, will is willing to do it, which would be interesting because I think yeah, he's just kind of a stubborn old man at this point. Yeah, I mean he's seventy, if not seventy, he's close to seventy. Got got to wonder how many more years he's got left in the tank. But mm-hmm. I'm not bringing up just because of struggles this year. Just, they haven't mm-hmm. been the same Michigan State team the last couple of years. No, so, no, they haven't. So, uh, yeah, well, Facebook, his own. Facebook, I doubt Facebook, it. <laughs> yeah, probably not too stubborn. Too yeah, stubborn. but. All right, with all that talk, Webby, let's go ahead and predict the game, predict the score, and our MVP of the game. Uh, Peru has a knack for scoring 84 points for some reason. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. go 84 to 67. Uh, I think, I mean, I hope this is the case because I, I feel like, I mean, I hope, you know, 
Michigan State now within striking distance the end because you never know with Tyson Walker. He's a guy who can go off. Um, hopefully they can take care of business. Um, pretty like I said, we've we've seemed to own, you know, Izzo at Mackey as of late. Big Ten title in line. You guys think these guys are going to be focused and hungry? I feel like this. I feel like hopefully they're not coming out too tight. You know, in the end game, they can tell just really amped. Hopefully they can you know settle down um, in this game. Um, but just hopefully Mackey. Hopefully I'm going to say. Edie's an obvious one because I want to see it's 40 and 20. Um, this is hopefully just wishful thinking, but I'm going to go Fletcher Lawyer. He finds his groove. He hits three threes um, and just uh, gets back on the right track. I'm going Purdue 88, Michigan State 72. Um, I I think Zach will have a great game, um, but I'm not going with get with him. I just think that's a cheat code every time. Yeah, <laughs> I think Braden finally gets a triple double. Okay, that's my MVP and my bull prediction. Yep, finally. Even the on the same page because Ray's <laughs> got a Purdue 81-59 with MVP of Mister Braden Smith. Great my single leg. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go around the other games in the Big Ten uh, this weekend. Let me pull them up here. Hopefully my phone has enough juice to last. Uh, Rutgers is up 28-14 right now in Michigan, by the way. Um, Rutgers takes care Illinois at Wisconsin, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Oh, man, I am pulling for Wisconsin. Especially <laughs> if I was watching the Minnesota, which that Minnesota Illinois game was fun to watch last night because there was 105-97. It was zero defense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Minnesota was like at like 1.5 points per possession, which is uh, which is essentially what Purdue against Rutgers, which was an absurd number, and they lost. Um, I'm pulling for Wisconsin because my wife last night she's like, I've never really seen you cheer this hard against Illinois. I was like, well, there's a big reason why I'm cheering <laughs> against them. Um, I think Illinois gets it done, unfortunately. Race is Illinois 82 64. I think Illinois gets it done as well. I'll be pulling yeah. for the Badgers, but uh, 3 15 on Saturday, Penn State at Minnesota. Could be another fun one. Um, both teams with pretty good offenses. I'm gonna take Minnesota just because I like home. Minnesota at home. Iowa at Northwestern, both teams with big wins for themselves earlier this week. Iowa trying to cl- crawl back into the bubble. I just wonder. I mean, Iowa can score in bunches. So, I mean, talking Northwestern, but Northwestern without Ty Berry, you just wonder. Mm-hmm. But I think just because, which I hate doing, but I think because they're home, I'm picking Northwestern. I'll t- I'll take Iowa to, to be. Yeah, it would not be. It would not surprise me if, if Iowa comes out of there with a win. I mean, it's not terribly far. Um, so you never know. Uh, Sunday, CBS. I'm sure CBS Ooh. wished they had a take <laughs> back here. Uh, Indiana at Maryland. Oh man. Uh Indiana did win the first matchup uh in Bloomington. Um and they won last night against Wisconsin. They did, yeah. Tuesday night. Uh, Sunday. Was it Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Um I I saw it it was tweeted was because there was the whole fire alarm or or something. So there's so there was one report of a fire alarm. One report was there was smoke in the elevator, and someone goes, "Yeah, it's the fire alarm was set off by Woody's hot seat." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Maryland gets it done. I do too. I think Maryland gets it done. I mean, now you got one over Wisconsin, but I was at home. Don't know yep. if they can get one on the road. Uh, another one, CBS. What's better? Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State is playing better, and I, and I think they take care of business here. I think. I mean, they're on I think the they win by double digits. I think they went by double digits. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, close the weekend off or the week off for the Big Ten. Rutgers at Nebraska. Nebraska's a juggernaut at home, so I'm taking yep. the Huskers. 
hundred percent. Um, well, we might as well look ahead next week. I'm presuming yeah. we probably won't record before this game on Tuesday. Purdue at Illinois, seven o'clock on the Peacock, uh, Tuesday night. This game has scared <sighs> me for like a month. <laughs> it's scared me ever since we beat them the first time. Yeah. Although, Emma, what gives me like, I mean, in the first matchup, Purdue did get up like twenty points, and they True. did kind of take their foot off the gas. You know, Illinois did come back. It's obviously gives them a lot of credit. The game got really weird at the end with the flagrant foul on, on Jones on the box out. There was some really weird stuff. So it's like that does. I mean, obviously they didn't have Terrence Shannon. So there is that. Um, they're not playing defense right now, which is no, like, no. like um, I was actually their Ken Palm. I didn't I, I text our group chat about this there. I, I didn't say this specifically, but their Ken Palm numbers are almost identical to Purdue two years ago where the offense was like third in the country and we were like 95th in defense or something like that. Um, I think it actually is going to be kind of similar to the game from two years ago. Uh, it was the double overtime game on Martin Luther King day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Purdue 83, 81. going to be a tight one. I'll say Purdue 85, 79 uh, with Lance Jones being my MVP, Illinois boy. Yep. yep. So he didn't, didn't play well against uh, at least at uh Northwestern, so he, mm. he gets his revenge. Yep. Yep. So looking forward to it. I mean, I it's it's unbelievable to think we are really close to being done with the regular season. It yeah. went by in a blink of the eye. Yes, I was listening, I told you guys this, but I was listening to a, a Boyle Sports podcast a couple of weeks ago, or even like last week. It was kind of like a um their basketball beat. Uh they were kind of talking about like end of the year stuff, and like it kind of really hit me of like, oh my god, this season is almost over. Like mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I'm very glad I wasn't one of those people who kind of wished away the season. Just like I just got to get to March. I that have not been me. I've been no. I've been. The, no. It's probably been the most fun I've had no. watching about a Purdue team, which yep. is funny because I've said I feel like I've said that the last like two or three years. We've, is, we've been pretty spoiled uh, for a regular season spoiled, play the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's because yeah, once March hits, it's you know nothing's guaranteed. Um, only thing that is guaranteed is Purdue's got uh, what like three or four. You know, got the rest of the Big Ten. At least one game in the Big Ten tournament, at least one game in the NCAA tournament, um, and yeah, it just because that's what because it's whenever it gets to the tournament, I'm never like, I, at least not recently. I feel like I've never been mad when Purdue gets bounced from the tournament. I'm always just like really, really sad just because it's just like it's over. Like, I'm oh, I was mad this. the last two years. <laughs> yeah, there's some circumstances in my life that was a little different. Why I wasn't as mad. Yeah. Um, it kind of puts things in perspective, but like yeah. it's just like. I remember like the Jaden Ivy year because I love watching Jaden. I was just like when they lost to St. Peter's, I was just like, damn, it's over. Like I, I'm never going to watch this team ever again. Like this specific team never, ever again. And that really sucks because um, they're just it's such a fun group to watch and cheer for. Um, and yeah, I can't believe it's almost over. Hopefully we yeah, have another it, month. Yeah. Yep. I hope so. But we'll be here uh, along with everybody for the rest of the ride. And hopefully it's a long one. Hopefully it continues. Yep. Continues. So. But uh, let's talk about the uh, two sponsors that make this podcast possible. The first one is Mad Mushroom. Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, serving Boilermakers since 1993. Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette and is well-known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever Evan, Andrew, or myself visit, we like to sit down, have an ice-cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which, you know, you got you got to be in the know here. You got you to, sometimes you got to reach out to Mad Mushroom, even though it's not the month yet. Say, hey, uh, do you mind giving me what the pizza of the month is? Uh, 
uh, day ahead of time so I can, I can oh, okay. know tonight. I, was, I, like, thought, I thought we were gonna do a whole thing of like if you're listening to this live, it's the only chance you're this is the last time you're gonna get the February no, one. I could do uh, that. I mean, I mean you if you're listening to that. this on Wednesday, if you listen to this on Friday, you're screwed. It's done. You can still Over. do that if you want the Raging Cajun, you can still get the Raging Cajun. But but uh the March piece of the month, I don't have the graphic. The graphic wasn't working with StreamYard tonight for whatever reason, but I have it over here on my other screen. So it is a uh chicken caprizi. That is the pizza of the month. It's a blended tomato sauce, chicken, chopped garlic, fresh spinach, grated Parmesan cheese, mozzarella cheese, and fresh mozzarella pearls finished with basil in a balsamic glaze drizzle starting at $14. Dang. $14. So next time you are in town, stop in, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20 or any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can use the coupon code BREAK5 that's all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5 claim your discount online at madmushroom.com Mad Mushroom, feed your head perfect meal for Saturday night dinner before the game, hell, during the game after the game to celebrate, whatever you want to do pizza, grinders, wings pasta, they got it all cheese sticks, if you're in at Mad Mush, beer Yeah. Of course, you can't forget the cheese sticks. So, uh, with the cheese sticks, the hardest thing is the dipping sauce. What dipping sauce am I gonna get? Am I gonna get cheese? Am I gonna get butter? Am I gonna get ranch? Am I gonna load the cheese sticks up? Am I gonna put <laughs> bacon on them? I mean, I'm hungry just think about Webby. I'm hungry just think. I know, I know. So, can't go wrong with Mad Mush. Hit them up Saturday night. Order over twenty dollars worth of food, drinks, all of the above. Tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you or use Q discount code BREAK5 online and get that $5 off. Shout out to Mad Mush for being actually a loyal follower, too. I mean, they, they sponsored Yes. Them. They actually followed because they called out – they didn't really called out, but they <laughs> – what was it? I can't remember what game it was, but Tanner likes to tweet. You know, when Braden Smith is on, his his usual uh, tear likes to tweet out, Braden Smith is good at basketball, and Mad Mush beat him to the punch. And yes, they did. It. And I laughed so hard. Yes, they awesome. did. Yes, they did. So I like to do that. Uh, who, who did I do it in, with? Uh, did I do somebody with football this year? Uh, let's go back and see. I don't know if I did. I, I've done yeah. it with football before, but I don't remember who. It was. Maybe but, maybe Burks. Maybe Dylan Dinaman. Oh, in the past uh, it was David Bell. That was a couple of years yeah, ago. I yeah, David yeah, Bell was the easy yeah, one. Yeah. So. I'll have to find somebody in football to do for every game. Maybe maybe Kyron Jenkins or or no Dylan Thieneman. That's who it's gonna yeah. be. That's who it's yeah. gonna be because that dude's a baller. So it was it or maybe was it Mockaby? Maybe it might have been Mockaby. Um, yeah. Gosh, I can't remember. I'll have to go back to my tweets one of these days and look and figure it out. So yeah, but we got one more sponsor. To tell everybody about and that is the shop. We got the shop. Uh, so they've been making hometown or serving hometown or uh, making shirts since <laughs> 2011. Uh, started out in garage. Now they've got their three locations. Uh, their third location in downtown. And they just opened up right before the All-Star game. So that was perfect timing on their part. Um, they make incredible shirts. Makes everybody happy. As I went out uh, the weekend of the All-Star game. I went out and copped uh, this Play Hard Gene Katie shirt, which is one I've been wanting for a while. I bought a shirt for the All-Star weekend. Not that I went. I just wanted to have something for the All-Star. It was pretty cool for Indy to host the All-Star game. They did an incredible job despite the weather. Um, can't use our promo code in store. Um, and then, of course, two days after I bought this stuff, they had a huge like 20% off sale for uh, President's Day, and I missed out. But, hey. Support the support the people who, who help us. Yes. Um, whether you know they've got 
shirts for all universities across Indiana. Um, the two best universities right now in the state of Purdue and Indiana State making a run. They've got stuff. I said they've, they've got a Larry Bird 33 shirt that I, man, I'm really thinking about getting at some point. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet powder blue shirt. Um, but the Paul Butler, Indiana, um, Ball State, Wabash, Ball States, um, DePaul. Um, you know, they're they actually they just, they just announced too that they're making the shirts for the Horizon League tournament, which is awesome. Cool. That's, that's hosted in Indy. Um, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, check them out. You can go there, or if you can't make it, to, they've got three locations one downtown Indy, one in Carmel. Um, I went to that's the first time I actually went to their new Carmel location. I started to drive to their old Carmel location, completely forgot they moved. Um, and they also have one in Broad Ripple. Um, that's but can't, yeah, that. What I was gonna say, that's one I've been to, but it wasn't. It was, yeah. um, it was a newer location, yeah, yeah, Carmel. yeah. yeah. Um, but if you can't make it to Indy, um, to, to go there in store locations, you can go to the shop indy.com. And if you use promo code breakdown, you get 25% off your first order. But there's a lot going on in Indy this weekend, it's NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the combine itself, Evan and I have been to once, it's not the most fun thing, but the events around it's fun, you never know yeah. what personalities or or former NFL players, execs you're going to see. And Tyron Tracy, Purdue's own, is the lone Purdue guy invited at the Combine. So maybe if you're in around Indy and walking around, go check out the shop's uh, newest location and mm-hmm. maybe run into some people. Never know. Never know. Absolutely. All right, Webby, unless you have anything else to add, let's uh, boil her up, hammer down, and beat Izzo and those Spartans. Absolutely boil her up.